Welcome back to the Black TV Shows Podcast. I am your host, Miriam Tomeskin, and today we are talking about The Cosby Show Season 6, Episode 4, Denise Kendall, Navy Wife. Which is weird to say Denise Kendall. I'm so used to hearing Denise Huxtable, based on what we've talked about for the last, uh, I guess, five seasons. You know, that was her name. But now we got to get used to this Denise Kendall. So this episode aired October 12, 1989. This episode's about uh, Denise and her new husband travel to Rhode, uh, Rhode Island to find a house at the Navy base, and uh, Cliff gets to know his new step-granddaughter. Uh, step um, I didn't know how far Rhode Island was from New York. I thought it was, you know, all close together, the islands, I guess, you know, because New York is not an island, but it's, you know, close to Long Island and all that stuff, so I thought it was close by. So I searched up. Brooklyn, New York, to Rhode Island. And currently it's um, 3 p.m. right now. My time, I guess, New York would be 4 p.m. So there's probably traffic, even though it is the day that I'm recording this is a Sunday. So, like, I don't know how the traffic is, but based on the map, there's a lot of red lines. But it it takes about three and a half hours to four hours to get there. So that's actually a long uh, trip. And the fact that they did it, they did it all in one day. They went there and came back. Um, originally that was not their plan. I think they were going to stay there to like look at the place and all that stuff. And basically I just summed up the whole uh, episode. Basically they did not get the place, but we'll start off with, uh, you know, Martin is waiting for Denise to, so that they can go to Rhode Island. And he told her she needs to be ready by 1300. It's so weird to hear that now because back in the day I would like not understand a word he said why what is 1300 but 1300 I now know because I have to deal with this in the film world because we have to go through a 24-hour clock um it means 1 p.m she has to be ready um and they're going to see the navy base um and they will move in in two weeks and um you know Cliff uh, Martin tells Cliff that you know you're gonna be happy that we're all three gonna be gone and he's like, no, I'm not gonna, I'm I, like, I'm, oh. but then he's like, yeah, yeah, I will be happy. And, um, but he says, you guys will be gone, but not forgotten. <laughs> Usually you hear that when someone passes away. So that's not really good to uh, say that. Um, so we find out that Olivia is going to stay home while they go see the neighbor base. That's usually normal because you don't want to bring kids around when you're, you know, seeing your new place and figuring things out. And so Martin says he's going to go pull the car around. Uh, and at this point, you see Denise is, like, very fidgety. Like, you, like she's nervous about something, and we don't know what it is. Because she moves her... I've noticed, like, while he was talking, she kept moving her arms a lot um, and just looked distressed. And so, um, you know, Claire was like, what's wrong? And she's like, uh, you know have you ever made a mistake? And Claire was like, yeah, I have. And so then Denise was like, did you ever tell your husband about it? And then she's like, it depends what it is. You know, if I, you know, if I lost his umbrella, well, I'm going to tell him that. But uh, what what is your situation? And so Denise tells um, uh, Claire that she did not confirm the housing. So that means they have no place to live. And um, Claire was like, when are you going to tell him? And uh, she was like, I've been trying to tell him but I, you know, I don't know when to tell him. And, uh, you know, <laughs> Claire is basically trying to save them a trip to not go by saying, tell him now. And um, 
So Martin comes back and uh, Denise is about to try to tell him, but instead says that um, she lost his umbrella, just like what Claire mentioned earlier. And he, he actually got upset about it. He's like, that was my favorite umbrella. I took that umbrella everywhere around the world. But, you know, he's like, I hope it just doesn't rain when we get to the Navy base. And so um, she's like, yeah. And then so they're about to walk out and Claire is looking at Denise not happy and saying, tell, tell him the truth. Tell him, you know. And so um, we move on to later on and uh, Olivia is by herself on the couch. She mentions that she misses her dad and Denise uh, to Vanessa and Rudy, and Vanessa and Rudy are going to the mall, and Olivia was like, oh, I want to go with you guys, I want to go see toys, but Vanessa, I think, had to go, is planning to buy some clothes, and I forgot what Rudy had to go buy, but it wasn't toys, and so they, Rudy mentions that, you know, we are your aunts, you, you have to do what we say, to, what you want to do, and Olivia was like, I'm, I'm not dealing with this, I'm not dealing with this, uh, situation, all that, so, uh, Cliff comes home and he mentions that he is really tired. He's delivered the same baby five times and um, he just needs time to sleep. And so Vanessa's like, you're in luck. Uh, mom has left. We're about to leave uh, and uh, you'll have the house by yourself. And he was like, bless you. Um, but Olivia was like, who's going to keep uh, a Cliff uh, company? And... Um, and uh, he'll be all alone. And Vanessa was like, oh, he likes that. Like, that's what he wants. And Olivia says, she will stay and uh, not go to the mall. And Cliff was like, no, 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 no. Take, the, take the child. <laughs> take." And Olivia was like, no, I, I got to stay with you. I don't want you to be lonely. And he's like, I'm not going to be lonely. And so uh, she stays. And so she asks him, like, what should we do? And Cliff was like, we should nap. And Olivia was like, I'm not tired. And so Olivia was like, let's play a game. So she gets one of the games that her dad bought her. And while Cliff is reading instructions, she's literally playing the game. And then by the time he's done reading the instructions, she's done playing and she wins. And so um, Cliff is like, that's not fair. That's not how we play the game. And so Olivia's like, okay, next next thing. Um, and so Cliff says, let's play silence. So basically, uh, no one can talk or make noise. And the person that does will lose the game. And so Cliff tries to sleep. And at this point, Olivia touches his nose and or like yanks, yanks on his nose. And he makes a noise and he lost. So he lost at his own game, unfortunately. Um, and then we go into Act 2 and Denise and Martin are at Newport, Rhode Island. As I mentioned, that is three and a half hours to four hours, depending on the traffic, to get there um, from Brooklyn, New York. And they meet the executive officer of the base. And apparently, usually, they wouldn't meet the, the executive officer. They would actually go straight to the housing um, relief uh, place where they, they'll show you your housing. And, um, you know, um, what was I going to say? Uh, Martin was like, oh, I can't wait to see. Like, apparently, there's things that happen at the Navy base, like BB King, uh, King might be coming to perform and all that stuff. And then we meet uh, Captain... Tavali, I think. I don't know. I probably said that wrong. And uh, he comes in and he mentions that he didn't plan to see them today. And he's surprised that they even showed up at the base at all. And Martin was like, well, we have housing. That's why we are here. And um, he's like, no, you didn't. Uh, and Martin was like, but you sent us a letter. And he's like, that is correct. But you were supposed to confirm uh, by calling. 
and I we did not get that confirmed. And uh, at this point, that's when um, Denise kind of tells the truth about what happened. And so um, there and currently there's nothing left. And so that they have to go back on the waiting list, which means that they'll be on the list for probably at least six months. And, um, you know, Martin is not happy. He is he's like, you know, in his eyes, like, how dare you make this huge mistake? And so, um, yeah, we leave a tense situation there. And we're back at the Huxtable house and Cliff uh, shows his office to Olivia and talks about his job. And so um, he meant like she asks, like, what do you do? And he's like, I am a doctor for women. And she's like, what does that <laughs> what does that even mean? Um, yeah, or, or what? Do, sorry. What do you do for, with them? And she's he's like, I deliver babies. And, and she's like, deliver. Um, you know, when the woman has a baby inside of her, then I go in and I take her out. This sounds very weird. Like now that I think about it, like when if I list, if I watch this episode at a very young age, which I did, I don't, I don't think I knew much about um, how babies are delivered back when I was a kid when I watched this episode. But that's like so weird to hear. Like when the woman has a baby inside of her, then I go in and I take it out. Technically, he doesn't go in. He just waits until the baby comes out and takes it out. You know what I mean? So that was a weird uh, way of saying it. And so then Olivia was like, no, you don't. Everybody knows that the stork brings the baby. And then it goes through this whole, they go back and forth basically about the stork and who really delivers baby. And apparently it's the babies come from heaven um, and they line up uh, like, a, you know, a candy, is it a candy shop? <laughs> um what uh, i forgot what it was it uh they line up um wow i'm forgetting what uh she said but it was um yeah it's just why am i forgetting it already um yeah so they line up uh you know like you go to the baker and get a number <laughs> just like what and um you know um like why when I put my hand on the mother's uh, tummy, I can feel something moving uh, around. The Cliff says when he's you know working, and Olivia's like that's not a baby, and he's like what is it? And she's like gas. That is a lot of gas then if it's if if the if the tummy's that big, and so um, you know Cliff is like well thank you for explaining it to me. And uh, Olivia's like, you're welcome, but you still haven't told me what <laughs> you do. And Dr. Huxtable says, I'm in charge of gas. Because he's like, I'm not going to fight with a, a four-year-old about how babies are born. Um, and so we cut to Martin and Denise are in the car. And uh, Martin is, at the current time, hasn't been talking to Denise. He's mad. Um, like this was her responsibility to make this one call, one, it was only one call and, um, she wasn't able to do it. And so Denise starts crying and says, uh, and she starts crying because it's, you know, their first, uh, fight and <laughs> Martin starts arguing and saying, this is not our first fight. If it was our first fight, we both would be on opposite, uh, like arguing about opposite things. And right now we're not, we're not arguing about anything she made a mistake that's literally what happened it wasn't so this is not a fight and so um yeah so martin says you know we'll have to you know tell cliff that 
uh, we can't uh, move out. Um, and he was like saying that this morning, like Cl uh, Cliff looked peaceful that, that you know we we're moving out, and now he's gonna be mad that we're gonna be back for six more months. And um, Denise was like, "Why don't we live in Milwaukee? I think that's what it's called, uh, where Martin's family lives." And apparently, Martin's mom can't stand Denise, and uh, she thinks that she is as flaky as uh, his ex-wife. And Denise is like, "Where did she get that idea?" And uh, you know, Martin is like, "Well, you kind of are. Like, he kind of said it without saying it that she kind of is." Um, but that's kind of rude, but whatever. Um, so Martin and Denise are back after nine hours of driving and they plan to go to bed and then all of a sudden Cliff and Claire come down and they start asking questions about the housing and, you know, Martin admits and takes the responsibility that, uh, they were not able to get the housing because he did not call. Uh, and so Claire was surprised that he was taking the blame. So he was like, so this was your fault. And uh, Martin was like, yeah, I should have left the responsibility to De Denise. She would have been better at actually uh, calling and all that. And, um, you know, Cliff says, so how much longer are you going to be staying here? And Martin says six months. And he's like, but I'll, I'll pay you $600 a month for rent. And Claire was like, no. You're not doing it. And I think that's common. I feel like, I don't know about like black Americans, like, you know, that have their families have their generations of families in, that lived in America. But I feel like it, just in the African community, it just sounds wrong to ask for rent from your children uh, that are adult children. Um, just because it's just, it's weird, you know, don't, like, it's, you're in the family, so why are you asking for rent for, you know, a room? So this, this is so common for, you know, the mom saying, like, no, we're not, <laughs> we're not taking their money. And so uh, Claire comes in the, into the kitchen to talk to Denise because Denise ended up going to the kitchen and Martin went upstairs. And Denise uh, mentions that I can't believe Martin took the blame. And Claire says, clearly uh, he really loves you very much and so um, Claire talks about a story when she had Sandra who was you know of course her firstborn and uh, how her mother stayed with her because um, Cliff was in med school at the time so he w was never around and um, uh, you know she needed help because she's never dealt with babies before and then the week her mom was leaving she realized uh, you know she was going to be all, all alone at home with this tiny uh, life in her hands. So she pretended to be sick so her mom could stay longer. So basically, she's pointing out that Denise does not want to leave the house. Um, and Denise mentions, like, well, I just made a simple mistake. Uh, and Claire was like, you're not getting the point. Uh, you do not want to leave the home. You don't want to leave the nest. And, you know, my husband, your father, thinks you'll never leave the house. Um, and so... Um, you know, I feel like in a, in the way that we find out that Denise really had the insecurity of leaving and, you know, Denise didn't want to be on the base where she's with a bunch of people that she doesn't know and is not familiar with and be all alone with Olivia, uh, while, you know, um, Martin is away for periods of time. So 
that is the real reason why she never actually made the phone call, which is sad because like this is his dream and you're you know you're kind of crushing it and also you you know you're stuck at home with a whole bunch of people. Um, it's I don't know. So that is the end of the episode. Uh, we had two guest stars. We had Charles Brown who plays Captain Talvi. I think that's how you say it. He passed away in two thousand four at the age of 57, but he had 29 credits, uh, none of which I really know. I think most of it was back in the day before the Cosby show. Um, and then there was a lady named uh, Wanaka Lagarde, Lagarde, I think. Um, she had four credits uh, from 1989 to 1991 and stopped in 1991. She played the lady that let the Martin and Denise come in. I, she doesn't have a, like, a name to her credit for some reason on IMBD, but I do realize she was the lady that let Martin and Denise come into the captain's uh, office. So those are the two guest stars. Um, yeah, so I, I haven't seen this episode in a long time. It's not one of those episodes I go back to very often, um, but yeah. So the next episode is A Different World, Season 3, Episode 4, To Have and Have Not. Uh, and we'll talk to you all on the next one. Bye.